listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B., and this is episode number 52, Family. Well, hello, 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 my friends. It's good to not see you, but rather to, um, well, I don't really hear you, but it's good to be listened to. How about that, you guys? You guys, this is a good one today. Welcome so much to the Fitness Matters podcast, where we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And today's topic, I was trying to come up with a way to be like, oh, this is totally fitness related. And it's kind of tangentially fitness related. I just felt like this was something that we need to talk about because it is, I think it's a topic kind of on everybody's mind. It's that time of year where we spend, even in these weird times, we do spend time with family and family relationships can feel It can feel like lots of things. Actually, I was going to come up with one word and I don't even have just one. Family relationships can feel like lots of different things and therefore it can affect you in lots of different ways. And therefore it is, because I say so, related to fitness matters, you guys, even if this does not directly affect your fitness. It affects your mental health, and mental health is health, and we talk about health, and that's how I'm going to tie it all together. Here's here's a quick warning, though, super quick before we get started. I am going to talk about my sister today, and if you are relatively new to the Fitness Matters podcast, you might not know that my sister is dead, and therein lies the warning. Well, there's two of them. Number one is that I don't use euphemisms or, like, nice talk. I I say dead. She died. I'm very blunt. I I just, it's me. And if you're relatively new to the podcast, you might not know that yet, but here's the thing. I am a tough love, give it to you straight, rip the bandaid off kind of girl. So, so there you go. That might not be for you. That is not really the, the crux of our conversation today, but but I am going to be talking about my relationship with my sister. That is that is the crux of our conversation today. And therefore, I'm going to be using those words. And it might not be what you're looking for. In fact, I mean, there are all kinds of episodes that might not be what you're looking for. That's That's totally okay with me. The other thing about that, though, is because my sister is dead and we're talking about relationships, I might cry. I don't think I'm going to, but I just like to let you know that that is on the table. <laughs> Technically speaking, it's always on the table. <laughs> and, and I mean, again, if you've, if you've come to this as you're hearing it like, okay, we're going to be talking about something kind of somber today, just so you know, I'm definitely going to laugh too. That's, that's what I do. So let's talk about families, shall we? Let's talk about family relationships and how... And how sometimes, sometimes we have all kinds of thoughts and feelings about our families that are maybe not, maybe not amazing, maybe not all happy all the time, maybe not wonderful. If you are a longtime listener to the podcast, you have heard me talk about my sister before. I've done, well, I did one entire podcast. Technically speaking, that was about her. It was episode number three, where we talked about grief. But that wasn't really about her, (laughs) exactly. That was definitely about me and my grief. And I mean, it related to her, but it was, it it was about me. (laughs) They all are. (laughs) Just so you know, this episode's about me too. They always are. But anyways, so you've, you've heard me over the years talk about my sister just in general. I mean, she's, she's a big topic of conversation in my head. Therefore, she's a big topic of conversation here on this podcast. And I think for the most part, 
I might have, I might have given you the impression that, well, hopefully I gave you the impression that I love my sister very much. I mean, that's, that's definitely where I'm going to start with this, but I feel like I may have given you the impression that, that we had a great relationship and we did, we do, but our relationship was, it was neither easy nor uncomplicated because frankly, I am neither easy nor uncomplicated. And that, (laughs) that makes things messy. It means that I had lots of feelings about lots of things about her. And, and I didn't have an especially great handle on that until after she died. And it's why, it's why I chose to talk about her. Well, there's a couple of reasons actually why I chose to talk about her today when we're talking about family. Number one, I didn't really want to, because I have not easy and not uncomplicated relationships with literally everybody in my family and really everybody. Again, coming back to the whole, I'm neither easy nor uncomplicated. I didn't want to talk about somebody who is alive, even though I honestly don't think anybody in my family actually listens to this podcast. (laughs) I would be very surprised if there were any repercussions whatsoever about talking about any of my family relationships. But this one with my sister, because she can't call me up and complain about what I say about her, I felt like this one was going to be the most appropriate. And I think, honestly, I think for me, the other reason that I chose that is because it really highlights exactly what I want to say about family relationships. Because even though they're all different, they are all kind of the same in that they're neither easy nor uncomplicated. So, so let's dive in. You guys, my sister and I, my sister and I loved each other, love each other. I'm still going to go ahead and use present tense on that one because I still love her and therefore that's all that matters. We had a very close relationship, meaning that I saw her frequently, like at least once a week, sometime more. We talked on the phone or texted, mostly texting more often than that. We've been in each other's lives forever. I mean, not for her, but for me, I was the younger sister. So I didn't know a time without her until she died. We were very similar in some ways and very, very, very different in many ways, most ways, in my opinion. And we we loved each other, love each other in the way that I think most family members do. From the outside, it most of the time looked very loving. And from the inside, there were other things kind of brewing and boiling underneath the surface. For us, really specifically, they were brewing and bubbling and boiling in ways that we really just didn't talk about. (laughs) My sister and I are both, I'm going to say passive aggressive. And I always felt like, like the main, I guess, problem between us was because we were very different. We grew up in the same family. We had the same background and yet were very, very different kinds of personalities. And the way that I usually classified it as, you know, the the main difference between us was that she was an extrovert and I am a total introvert. I'm an introvert in a family of extroverts. And 
she was absolutely uh, the more the merrier kind of person, you know, surrounded herself with friends and always loved to be going out and doing things and really, really got her energy from, <laughs> this are my words, being involved in other people's lives. And <laughs> what I mean by that when I'm saying that, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, she loved other people's drama. <laughs> And she created it in her own life, too, as far as I was concerned. She loved knowing things about other people, and not in a mean or gossipy way. She just, she loved being around other people and all of the, in my opinion, complications that that brings. I'm an introvert, which means that I love to be one-on-one -on -one with a person. I, I love deep conversations. I love to know everything about you. I've never had what I would consider a circle of friends. I'm a one best friend kind of person. I know a lot of people and I, I get along with lots of people, but I don't have... I don't have the need to be around lots of people. I actually get my energy drained from being around a lot of people. I greatly prefer very small, very quiet, just being around a couple of people kind of situations where we can have relatively deep conversations about life and the world. And I mean, really kind of like this podcast. I'm, I consider you my one best friend. I'm just talking to you. And that makes it really, really pleasurable for me. And so my sister had, had a lot of female friends where, you know, she would call them all her sisters. And when it was time for, you know, family gatherings of Christmas or birthdays or whatever, she would, she would invite the whole family, <laughs> which drove me crazy. And I'm going to say that. I, I'm just going to put it out there. It drove me nuts. I hated it. And I don't use the word hate lightly at all. Like that is not a word that I generally use for things, but I hated it. I was her only sister and I hated that she referred to other people as family. I found it very I found it to be offensive of our relationship. I thought it meant that she didn't love me enough. The other thing that drove me nuts about her was and this is where we are kind of talking about people who are still alive, so I'm going to I'm going to be a little bit careful with this one, but I don't think I mean I know I'm not telling tales out of school about her very bitter and contentious divorce from her ex-husband, who is the father of my niece and nephew, which is why I'm going to be careful about it because my niece and nephew are not going to listen to this podcast, but I, I don't need them to, I don't need them to ever hear more than they already know about their parents' divorce. But here's what I will tell you about it. My sister had a lot of anger and resentment about her ex-husband that wasn't just related to when they were married, but was ongoing throughout her entire life, frankly. I mean, after they got divorced, she was very angry at him. And it was very obvious to me what she should do about that. It was very, very clear to me that she was just wrong, that she needed to let things go, that for heaven's sakes, this is the father of your kids and this is your life. And why can't you just let some of this stuff go? 
but she couldn't. She couldn't and she didn't. And it was an ongoing source of tension for me that she had an ongoing source of tension with her ex-husband. And in my mind, that was, that was our problem, was that we fundamentally disagreed on what I thought of as some pretty basic things. Now, on the day-to-day, this didn't really, didn't really show up. I mean, it showed up in my mind a lot. She would talk about things. I would kind of roll my eyes. We would, you know, have family gatherings and I would be a little bit angry, a little bit resentful, a little bit passive aggressive, probably a lot passive aggressive, let's be honest. But it was never, it was never a source of contention that that we really talked about. It was never to the point of, we can't be friends. I can't spend time with you. I was always willing to be around her. I was always, I mean, it was never a question in my mind of being part of her life, of her being part of my life. It was never, it was never something we really argued about or I mean, I can think of a couple of times where it got a little bit angry between us when we talked about her ex-husband, but I never told her that it bothered me that she called other people her sisters. I never mentioned that to her because I didn't, well, because I didn't think she would change because I didn't think it was worth my time to bring up something that she wasn't going to do anything about and that she honestly may or may not have ever felt bad about if I did bring it up. And I mean, I'm listening to myself and I'm thinking, well, why would I want her to feel bad? I don't know, but I did because I felt bad. So therefore, therefore she should too, right? (laughs) But I never brought it up because on some level, it wasn't that important to me, even though on some level it was, but it wasn't important enough to jeopardize our relationship as a whole. And the thing is that what I really wanted from my relationship with my sister was I wanted to love her easily and uncomplicatedly. I wanted it to simply be simple. That, not that we would never disagree, but that we didn't disagree, in my opinion, so fundamentally on things that felt so basic and so important to me. I wanted, I wanted it to be easy. I wanted to just love her and for that to be it. But it wasn't. It wasn't it. And I didn't come to the kind of thought work that I do now until after she died. When she was still alive, I had started doing work on money. We have talked about this before um, at various times. I've never made, well, I kind of made a whole podcast about it um, very recently. I think it was the What Do You Deserve episode, which was literally just last week, right? I think so. You guys, you guys, I get, I get lost in my own podcasts. I've got lots of episodes at this point and I don't always remember exactly when they were because I don't record them back to back and I don't memorize them. Anyways, I think we just talked about money last week. So I had started doing money work and the money work that I started doing was with a woman, Denise Duffield Thomas. And I've, I've mentioned her and referenced her before. I will have a link for you in the comments or the, not the comments, the um, show notes where, or description, depending on where you're watching and listening where her philosophy is 
there's basically five steps and I don't have them memorized enough to really hand it to you in a nice neat package right here. But one of the very first things that you need to do is make a list of all of the problems that you have with money and then forgive yourself or forgive the other person who is involved with that specific situation. So when when my sister was still alive, I had started doing a lot of forgiveness work, but it was really, really, really focused on money, like totally focused on money. So, so I had started doing this self-improvement stuff, but it wasn't related to anything other than money. And at the time, I honestly didn't really see the parallels between relationships with money and relationships with other people. So, so when my sister died, we were still, we were still the same as we had always been basically. But after she died, and I don't remember exactly when I started listening to the Life Coach School podcast, I, I should actually go look on my phone and see if the podcast app will tell me when I subscribed to it. Because I remember, I know that she had already been dead for a while, but I remember that I started listening to the Life Coach School podcast because she had episodes on money. I mean, there's there's a lot of talk about money with Brooke Castillo. And again, there'll be a link in the, the show notes or the description so that you can also listen to the Life Coach School podcast. I consider, I consider the real like thought work that I do now far more related to the life coach school. I actually kind of incorporate elements of both though. I feel like forgiveness is a huge piece of the puzzle and the life coach school philosophy doesn't really talk about that very much. So, so I've kind of melded both of the philosophies when I talk about things with you. But I came to the life coach school whenever I came to it to talk about money, (laughs) to do more work on money. And very interestingly, it didn't take me very long of listening to Brooke Castillo's thought work and her model, which is how it's, it's a thought model. I mean, that's literally what it is. It is a thought model for how the world works, that there are circumstances which are completely neutral. And then because of the circumstances, we have thoughts and our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, and then our actions produce our results. And when I started listening to that thought model and understanding the process, I I have to tell you, the first thing that I did was I thought about how much it would have helped my sister, (laughs) who, by the way, I don't think I've named yet. My sister's name was Vicky. Actually, technically it was Victoria, but I don't think I've called her by her name, but I thought about how much it would help Vicky. And it was so funny to me now to think about how I really, when I first started not doing this work, when I first started hearing about this work, how very easy it was for me to realize how helpful it would be for somebody else. (laughs) The first thing that I thought about when I came to the model and thought work was how much it would have helped Vicki. That if she could have just seen that everything that her ex-husband did was actually neutral, that it was just him saying words or him doing actions and that all of the problem was in the way she was thinking about it. If only she could have seen that and changed how she was thinking about things and what she was doing because of her thoughts. I thought 
when I thought about this. I thought that it would have been so much easier that our relationship between me and Vicky, that it would have been so much better if only she could have been different, <laughs> honestly. That if she could have, have done this thought work, that she would have been, and I'm going to say better, because she would have been able to understand that her anger, her bitterness, her disappointment was all from her own thoughts. And if she understood that, then it would have been so much easier to just love her and be uncomplicated and simple. And it just would have been easier, right? Well, here's the thing. Because you listen to this podcast, you're already smarter than me. You probably have already picked up on the real issue here. The real issue in my relationship with my sister was my own thoughts. It's so clear to see that in other people. It's so easy and obvious to notice when somebody else is having a lot of thoughts about somebody that they think is problematic in their life for one reason or another, that it's very clearly coming from the own person's thoughts which are creating feelings, which are therefore driving actions, which get you results. And it took me a while to see that. It took me a while to realize that it was always me, that it was always my thoughts about what my sister was doing. It was my thoughts about what it meant, what I was making it mean when she called somebody else's sister. What I was making it mean when she was angry at her ex-husband. My thoughts about my sister's actions created for me complicated feelings. Feelings of disappointment, feelings of sadness, feelings of not being enough, feelings of anger, feelings of resentment. Not ironically, because this is how it goes. Things that you notice in other people, things that drive you crazy in other people are things that you actually are creating for yourself. Feelings that you are creating for yourself. I was angry at my sister for being angry. One of the biggest things that I've learned doing life coach school thought work is that other people are not responsible for you in any manner, for your thoughts, for your feelings, for your emotional well-being, for anything. We actually had an entire episode about this called What You Control. I don't know what number it was, but I'll have a link for you. I strongly suggest that you go listen to it. Because when you and I understand that we only have control over our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own actions, and therefore our own results, and that we have absolutely zero control over other people, other people's thoughts, other people's feelings, other people's actions, or other people's results. It really can help you understand your feelings about your family. When we're when we're involved in our family, the way that most of us are involved with our family, at least sometimes in person and most of the time in our heads, 
after we've gotten off the phone or after we've seen them and we think about all the things that are wrong and difficult and complicated and how if only they would change, how things would be better. When we truly embrace the understanding that the only thing we control is our thoughts. It really does uncomplicate things. It really does lay the path very clear for how to get the best relationship with somebody in your family. I already mentioned that one of the things that I learned from Denise Duffield Thomas is the the power of forgiveness. One of the other things that I learned from Brooke Castillo, the life coach school, is that other people have 100% autonomy. And I know that that's, it's really obvious, but it's also really not. We spend a lot of time thinking about how other people should behave, wishing that they would behave a certain way, and then telling them how to behave and what to do and being frustrated when they don't do what we want them to do. When we accept that other people have complete autonomy over themselves, complete agency, the ability to do anything, and I mean anything, it runs the gamut. Other people can and will lie to us, cheat on us, say things that hurt our feelings, do things that we absolutely disagree with. Other people get to do anything they want. And we have the power to forgive them and forgive ourselves for thinking that they're wrong, that they should do it otherwise, that they should change, that they should be different, that things should go better than they are going. After my sister died, my relationship with her changed. I mean, obviously it changed because she was dead, but it changed in a way that I could not have predicted when she was alive. When I started doing the thought work and I was thinking about how much it would help her, I spent a lot of time kind of wishing that she had been able to change while she was alive. And from that wishing, I came to, I came to such a feeling of compassion for her. She had complete agency to do anything she wanted to do. And sometimes she did things that I disagreed with. Sometimes she did things that hurt my feelings because of my thoughts. I really need to be clear about that. I've said that phrase a couple of times. Other people hurt our feelings. No, they don't. Other people do things. We hurt our own feelings. We have a thought about what they are doing that hurts our own feelings, that brings up hurt feelings. Vicky was just being Vicky. She was doing her own thing. She was living her best life in the only way she knew how. And being really clear on how she was trapped in her own thoughts. I know she didn't like being angry. She didn't like being bitter. She didn't like being unhappy. But she couldn't see her way out of that. She tried. She totally tried. But she just, she didn't. 
And to be fair, I thought I was trying too. I just couldn't either. I felt like a victim sometimes of of my sister's actions. I couldn't get myself out of my own thoughts about what she should be doing and what I thought was better for her. When I came to some compassion for my sister, I also came to some compassion for myself. And that compassion, sometimes it was really phrased as forgiveness. Sometimes it was like thinking in my mind, I forgive you for doing things that you didn't even know were hurting my feelings. I forgive myself for hurting my own feelings because of the thoughts that I had about the things that she did. After my sister died, it became very clear to me, not all at once, but over the course of almost the last three years, that our relationship was actually really, really, really simple all along and that it can be simple now. My relationship with my sister now is so simple. I love her. That's it. And realizing that has actually changed my relationship with other people in my family too. It might seem like really easy to you to change your relationship with somebody who's dead because they're not doing the things that annoy you anymore. (laughs) I don't disagree with you. I do. This is... This is one of the things, if you do go back and listen to the grief podcast, I, a little spoiler alert, I talk about some of the reasons why I am grateful that my sister died. This is absolutely one of them. I have a significantly better understanding of my relationships with other people because of the work that I've been able to do on my relationship with Vicki. When she was alive, and doing things that annoyed me and doing things that frustrated me and doing things that caused me to roll my eyes or caused me to think thoughts that hurt my own feelings. I don't know if I would have been able to come around to a lot of the thoughts and feelings that I have right now. I mean, obviously it was always there. I always loved her. I still do. But I don't know if I would have been able to boil it down in the same way that I have been able to, because she can't argue with me about it. She can't frustrate me anymore. I mean, technically, I suppose she still could. If I continued thinking the things that I always thought about her, man, she was just wrong sometimes. Our relationship was complicated. Things were difficult between us, even though we loved each other. I could have actually continued thinking all of those things. I could have made that my story about her and about our relationship for the rest of my life. But I was able to change that. I'm able to look at our relationship now as being incredibly simple, incredibly easy, incredibly uncomplicated. And once you've done that work, let me tell you about the domino effect it has. When you are able to see that everything in your life comes down to just loving somebody, everything else gets easier. Now, while that person is still alive and still annoying you and still frustrating you and still saying things that make your blood boil or that make you think that they are wrong and that they should change, it's going to take some time and some work. It's going to take some, what, practical steps? Yes, I do have some practical steps here. Step number one is really, 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 really deep in your bones 
accepting the fact. This is immutable. This is unchangeable. This is not an opinion. It is a fact that other people get to do anything they want all the time. And thank goodness for that. This is, uh, this could truly be a podcast all in and of itself, but I'm going to tell you, this is great news. When other people do not have to conform to the way you think things should be, this is good news for you because you are off the hook. Other people have no bearing on you. You are not responsible for them. You don't have to make them do things. You get to just sit back and be like, wow, look at what they're doing. Huh? How about that? (sighs) What a relief, right? Other people get to do whatever they want. Other people can and will do things that you disagree with, that hurt, that cause you to think things that feel terrible. Other people can lie. Other people can cheat. Other people can steal. Other people can park wrong. Other people can put the toilet paper on upside down. They have the ability and the right to do that. And so do you. You get to choose anything you want to do for yourself. You get to do anything. And yeah, that does mean that you could lie or cheat or steal or put the toilet paper on wrong. But that doesn't mean that you will. It means that you get to choose. You get to take responsibility 100% for yourself. It means that you are allowed to let go of worrying about other people. You are allowed to let go of trying to control other people. You are allowed to let go of being angry at other people. When you realize a hundred percent, when that really sinks in, and you're going to have to remind yourself of this all the time. I mean, this is, this is step one, a of step one. Step one is realizing that other people have complete autonomy. Step one, a is reminding yourself of that frequently. I, on the daily, I, I look at people doing things that drive me crazy and I remind myself, Oh, thank goodness. Other people get to do anything they want to do because so do I. Step number two, is to let people be exactly who they are. Because you already knew in step one that they're going to be. They're going to be whoever they want to be. They're going to do all the things that they are going to do. Step number two is to simply let them. Now, what this means could be a couple of different things. For me, I went through some forgiveness work for all the things that people had done in the past. And currently, When somebody is doing something that I start to have thoughts about, like, I wish they wouldn't do that, I go immediately into a quick little forgiveness. Oh, I see that you are being a human being and you have complete agency over yourself. And I hear myself, my own thoughts, totally disagreeing with the thing that you are doing. I forgive you. I forgive me. We're good here. Letting other people be exactly who who they are going to be opens the door for step number three. Love them. It's the simplest thing in the world. It's the easiest thing in the world. Love them. You already do. You already do this. I mean, I know that you already, especially with your family, you already love them. This part isn't hard. 
The only reason this might feel difficult is because of steps one and step two, that you have to let them be their own person. But when you do, I will tell you, step three, loving them, is so easy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how easy love is. You simply love them. Now, let me be very clear. This does not mean that you have to accept or tolerate or condone their behavior. What it means is that you love them and then you get to choose what you want to do with that. For me, in my family, what I have chosen to do with that love varies per person. It really does. It varies in a lot of ways between the individuals. For some people in my family, it meant that I backed way off, that I simply stopped telling them what to do. Not because, not because I think that what they're doing is correct or right all the time, but because when I love them and let them be who they are, it's so much easier to simply be than to try to constantly take responsibility for what they're doing, what they're saying, and how it's all going to turn out. For some people in my family, loving them has been kind of backing off in another way, has meant not spending so much time, has meant letting go of trying to force something that that I don't want to force anymore. I'm not responsible for other people and how they behave and how they act. And I get to choose what I want to do with that. When you choose to spend less time with somebody because you love them, it feels very different than choosing to spend less time with somebody because you're angry at them. When you simply love, that includes yourself. That includes loving everything about yourself. You, my friend, are part of your family. You get to do anything you want. You get to choose what you think, what you feel, how you act, and the results that you get. You get to love yourself because of that. When you accept that you are going to do the things that you are going to (laughs) do, that you have done the things that you have done, that you will continue to do things that kind of mystify you sometimes, things that, that feel complicated. When you understand that that's just because you're human, it's just the way we all are, and that you can take responsibility for yourself and only yourself, that will ease the way into loving yourself. And when you love yourself, you get to decide what that means for your family. You get to decide how that love flows outward. Maybe you'll spend less time with people. Maybe you'll spend more time with people. Maybe you'll be able to think your thoughts, understand that they're just thoughts, and remind yourself that you love them. My friends, I also love you. 
Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. So are you totally loving this mindset work and you really want to do it like, you know, every day in order to get your goal? Then my friend, you need to join the Get Your Goal group. It is my personal and private, very interactive coaching and accountability group where every day we talk about your mindset and we get your goal. You can learn all about it at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. I'll see you in the goal group.